0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator
1: from Entertainment Weekly, Dalton Ross, and tonight's guest, Eric Stone Street. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Thanks for coming. Pleasure to be here with Eric. Um, Eric, this could have been very fortuitous timing, you being here in New York during Super Bowl week, had your Kansas City Chiefs made the Super Bowl... Didn't work out so well?
0: No, my Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs were beaten by the Indianapolis Colts. I was going to leave it open for me to stay, and it uh, didn't work out that way, so I could give a shit about the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> I had this vision of, of you in my head about halfway through the third quarter when, that, when your team was up 28 points, booking those tickets, getting everything all set up, and then throwing your computer against a wall. Yeah, I actually I like.
0: heard the, I saw, saw it in, in Arizona uh, and had to listen to the last. Uh, two minutes of the game on a radio in a taxi on my way to the airport because the game had ext- been extended so long. So not a, good, not a good Sunday for me. Not a great Sunday for the Chiefs.
1: Yes, unfortunately. Well, maybe next year. There's always next year. Yay! Yay! Uh, uh, Eric and I are going to talk for a little bit, but as they mentioned, then we're definitely going to open it up to your questions. So start thinking of those now, so you can get them all ready, and then you can curse me when I ask your question uh, in advance by accident. Uh, so Eric, before we get into Modern Family, obviously, applause. Modern Family, right? <laughs> the best. Thank you.
0: Uh, I'm one tenth <laughs> of the process.
1: <laughs> I want to take you, uh, take you, put you in my uh, little time traveling DeLorean, if I may, for a second, and let's go back to. Before you were an actor, which I find fascinating, you were at, uh, at uh, K-State, yep. right, Kansas yep. State? Yes. Studying to be a prison administrator? Yes. Uh, could you give us a little insight into that? How did you come across that?
0: Well, I was studying sociology uh, when I went to college. I wasn't a good student in high school, big shock. Uh, I was easily distracted. And uh, when I went to college, my parents sort of gave me the good advice of just find something that's interesting. And I took a sociology class, and I found myself getting a B which was about the best grade I'd ever had in my life. Uh, and I thought, well, I should explore this a little bit more. So I took more sociology classes. And then when I found out you could you know, get s- specific in sociology with a degree in criminal justice, I'm like, well, that's, that's for me. Because I lived in Kansas City, and there's a bunch of prisons right outside of Kansas City in Leavenworth, Kansas. And I was always fascinated and interested and curious about prisons and always wanted to go inside there, but not because I committed a crime. So I... Figured out that I could go in there if I became a warden. <laughs> so that's what I set off to become, as a prison warden. <laughs> it's pretty badass, right? Lights out! <laughs> you, good widow, just turned your lights out.
1: Watch a little too much Oz, maybe, or something along the way. Yeah. <laughs> um... Before we go any further, I just want everyone to take out a pen or pencil or take out your iPhone, take out your notes program. And I found the best website you go, all need to go to. This is fantastic. It is the, uh, the URL is ericstonestreet.com. Oh, my this gosh. This website.
0: It's like a time capsule.
1: <laughs> it is not. Okay. This is Eric's website that has not been updated, and I'm not exaggerating, five years. So it's, it's pre-modern family, and it's the website of a scrappy go-getter who's just looking to get a break. And it's amazing and what I love
0: about it is that you have all your demo reels up there. Yeah, oh, do I? We got to get those down. <laughs> yeah. Bobby. Lights out. <laughs> then get my demo reels down. Uh, yeah, it's so funny. It's it, it is interesting. Every once in a while someone will tweet me uh something about my website and I I remember you know being so proud of my website like getting my website up and you're right. That's exactly what it was. It was I think I made though the last the last update of my website is I booked a show. It's called Modern Family. And then I got a little busy and no longer looked at my website. <laughs> Fuck you, website.
1: What's fun about it, though, is that going through it, you can see, like, you're, it's one of those actors that we realize you've been in all these things that we've seen you in. you would had tons of work. And I noticed that you played a lot of a lot of cops. Maybe that plays into the prison warden thing. But also a lot of bad guys. Some nefarious characters as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, actually, r- like, right leading up to Modern Family, I played, like, I think three or four killers on, like, different shows. And my mom, at some point, was like, why do they see you as the killer? <laughs> like, well, I don't, I don't know. I guess have a trustworthy face.
1: <laughs> um, Too trustworthy.
0: And then uh, when I got Modern Family, one of the first questions I got, because I'm obviously playing Cameron, a gay character, people would say, um, well, how do your parents feel about you playing a gay character? Like, they're fine with it. Like, they were more concerned that i was being cast as a murderer and rapist all the time to be honest with you and no one ever asked you know that then no one ever said so how does your dad feel about you you know b- butchering that girl on that show last week n- n- never that question that was all good yeah
1: now let's talk about one other uh, uh, audition a job you didn't get about a year ago they put out these auditions for the office yeah on dvd and there you you showed up uh doing an audition for kevin
0: yeah i auditioned for the office i first auditioned for steve carell's part and went in and you know did my take on that uh on that and then she allison jones the casting director had me come back for this other part and um i tested for it you know they they were because it wasn't one of the main main parts of the show they just used the tapes to be the test at that process you know what it. A test is, like, after you have your basic auditions and then the network and studio way in, that's called a studio and network test. But they just used my te- uh, tape to do the testing, and I didn't get the part.
1: Well, are there any other roles, any other, like, sort of big parts or roles you audition for that you could have, could have, well, should
0: have? Well, not really if I could have, should have, because I, I don't, you know, usually think of things like that. What's right. meant to be is meant to be, but... Um, one interesting, cool thing uh, is I'm in the movie Almost Famous. I have a kind of a small part in that, and um, thank you. Was that that was my mom? Some good desk clerking you did in that movie. That was my mom that just wooed. Uh, <laughs> shut up, mom.
1: Well, you're no longer a rapist, so, yeah, so you know. she
0: can cheer for me now. Uh, but uh, I went in to audition for Almost Famous. I'd been on Dharma and Greg. I had w- literally one part on TV. I'd done commercials and things like that, but my my credit, my resume was Darman Gregg. <laughs> co-star. Like, that's all I had. And uh, the casting director, uh, Gail Levin, brought me in to read for the Philip Seymour Hoffman part in Almost Famous. And I did the audition and I was so prepared. Like, you know, it's like one of my pieces of advice, you know, for young actors is like, when you get those opportunities that are rare, you have to go in and do a good job. Like, that that is essential. Like, when you meet Steven Spielberg, you're probably not going to get the job, but you better friggin' do a good job. So I knew I had to do a good job, and I went in, I was so prepared, and afterwards, she, uh, she took off her glasses, and she said, where are you from? And I said, oh, I'm from Kansas. She said, how long have you been out here? And I said, um, maybe 10 months at the time. She's like, well, you're very good. You're not going to get this part. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine I'm going to get this part. And... Uh, I said, you know who should play this? Philip Seymour Hoffman. And she's like, yeah, that's who's going to play the part. (laughs) (laughs) But she said, I'd love for Cameron Crowe to meet you. So um, she brought me back in a few weeks later and uh, had that audition. And just the scene, that I'm Sheldon the desk clerk, if you watch the movie. It's a great, great movie, and it's an awesome first movie to have been a part of. Um, I went in and I had an audition with three lines. But Cameron Crowe, a testament to what a great director and cool guy he is, he made me feel like I was auditioning for the main part in the movie. He's like rolling, moving around with his camera as I'm auditioning and doing the stuff. And then that, I got the part. And then that's transferred to when we shot. Like, when we made that, did that scene, he literally told me, like, this is the most pivotal scene of the movie. It all, like, just really made me feel like, you know, a major part of that film which was really cool but um it's a good movie yeah
2: it's a great movie
0: yeah
1: and so then you go on you you get the role of cam obviously 13 Modern like family. 12 or
0: 13 years later but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just as old as some of you are <laughs> go check quick. out the demo reel people yeah uh,
1: and uh but i you know curious i'm sure you've gotten this question before obviously but were, were you were you nervous about taking on this role, you know, as a heterosexual man about playing a, a, a character like him where you have to play a big? He's a big character, larger than life, but at the same time, you you know, you want to make sure that you're accepted by the LGBT community uh, as well. Was did you struggle with that? Was you forming how to play this at all?
0: Absolutely struggled because w- you saying that the character's big. What is interesting about the way the character was described on paper, is not too over the top Mm -hmm. is how they wrote the character description uh, that the actor gets in the breakdown. It says, um, the more passionate of the two but not too over the top, uh, maternal. So the trap there for me as an actor was, okay, well, how do I create a character that's not too over the top yet in the pilot delivers a baby (laughs) to the Lion King song with a spotlight and wearing an orange kimono? Like, how do you, how do I reconcile all of that? So that was sort of the trap from the beginning, and they had been casting for a, a long time. So I knew because I couldn't at first get an audition for it. They I, I, I couldn't get in to the room. <clears throat> so I knew they were having troubles finding the person to play this part. So that was to my advantage. I knew that okay, well, somebody's not people aren't getting it. So what do I how do what 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 are they missing here? So I, it's kind of like a little putting a puzzle together, figuring out what I needed to do. Um, and then when, the sh- when I got the part and the show started, you know, I- I've done the character the exact same way from my first audition to my fourth audition to season five. It's never changed. And um, sort of my inspiration for the character to keep it grounded uh, is actually sitting right here in the front row, my mom. Because my mom is sort of, um, you know, a fun, spirited person, but she's certainly—you don't meet her and think like, "Oh my God, that lady's over the top," or she's a caricature. She's a character. She's funny, and you know, the acting is a, the world of opposites. So I thought playing sort of a, a version of my mom, cut with my physicality—a person with the ability to break a chair in front of hundred people—I—I <laughs> uh, I thought that would work that those two things would be really funny together. And uh, when I went in for the first time, uh, they passed on me. The producers passed. Chris and Steve don't remember this, but it's true. Uh, they, they thought I was... Re- not because I was terrible, and just because that's not what, how they envisioned the character, which is a lesson for actors. You can't know what they want. You just have to do what you do. And so... I think six or seven days passed and they called me back and said, we'd like to see Eric again, but we'd like him more dressed appropriately to the character, clean shaven, because I just rolled into auditions how I looked because I thought that said more about me as an actor than I'm not gonna jump through a bunch of hoops and look exactly like you want me to look all the time. I have another appointment tomorrow or today or whatever where I need a beard, I'm not shaving for you. Um, So I rolled in the way I looked and then, so I shaved and put on lavender gingham and uh, navy pants, and a gray cardigan, and I went in and I did the same audition the exact same way, and they again passed. And at this point, I'm like, okay, up your butt, you know, with <laughs> coconut. I was mad, now I was, in, now I was involved, because it, it felt, you know, not personal, but it, I was emotionally invested. And then another four or five days went by, and then they called and they said, you know, they can't get Eric's audition out of their mind, they wanna test him for the studio. So then I went to the studio. That's where I met Jesse Tyler Ferguson, plays Mitchell. Awesome, great guy. We just walked into the room together. We didn't like say hi, how are you. He was already in there because he was auditioning with other people. I walked in, shook his hand, and off we went. And that was it. Two days later, I had the part.
1: Wow. You know there are elements of your life in this character. Most of all, Fizbo the clown, Cam's alter ego, is also your alter ego. That was uh, you created Fizbo when you were what a little kid.
0: Yeah. I wanted to be a clown when I was a kid, too. I I wanted to be a DJ, I wanted to be a Marine, and I wanted to be a clown. (laughs) Right? If I had a nickel. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and Fizbo was, uh, you know, that was my way as a kid saying I wanted to perform. It just was my way of saying I wanted to be an actor. That's how I related. The circus came to town every year around my birthday. We went, and literally, it's a line in the Fizbo episode where I say, once I found out clowns were just people with makeup... That's what I wanted to do. And that's literally, I remember think, thinking it. It's like, wait, so I just put on makeup and a nose and funny hair and then I can do that? Great. Sign me up. I'm in. Yeah, you tried to sign up, but they didn't want you, didn't Twice, they? Uh, Ringling Brothers rejected me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do, do they make you have the sad clown makeup when they reject you and you have to walk
0: out? <laughs> no, but you know what's really clown funny clown. is when you get, there's, Ringling Brothers Clown College isn't around anymore, but when you got accepted, you got a letter full of confetti as your acceptance letter (laughs) so cut to me in college because i was still in college when i auditioned for the you know for the both times just every day waiting for my letter of confetti like what are you doing eric oh i'm just uh waiting for my confetti from ringling brothers (laughs) and uh didn't didn't get in made it very close the first year because it was a rolling acceptance program and i it came down to me and four others for one spot and they called me and said hey you're still in the running i'm like well i gotta enroll in my last year of college. I need to know what I'm doing here. And then I didn't end up getting in. Which, you know, I'm very thankful that I didn't get into Ringling Brothers <laughs> and Barnum and & Bailey Clown College. As much as I'm thankful that I'm not saying lights out every night. Uh, what, 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 when do they turn the lights out in prison? I don't know, 10? Yeah, about 10. Yeah, about 10.
1: What's your go-to balloon animal? <sighs> it's a tough one. I... You know, the
0: most impressive one I make is probably a parrot. Sure. You know, a lot of twisting. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of S- Mom, stop wooing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you one thing that we're going to go to the get some audience questions, but last thing I want to ask you about is an interesting thing because so much of this show is about you know, uh, Cam and Mitchell. As you mentioned, that relationship you guys have together on screen is so special. I remember a pe- bunch of people wondering when are, when's the kiss going to happen. You guys built a whole episode around that, built around Mitchell's sort of fear of PDA. But what's really interesting is you built the episode around it, but then when the kiss actually happened, it was like a blink and you miss moment. It was sort of in the background, which was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people took that not the way you're taking it, which was like they were, they're were they trying to avoid it. But the story behind that from someone inside the family's perspective is we knew from middle of that season that they wanted to do an episode that addressed Mitchell's PDA issues. Around the same time that somebody started saying, why don't Mitch and Cam kiss, you know, this whole thing? Well then we kind of have to be quiet about it. We can't really say anything because we know on the writer's board there's this episode coming uh, that addresses that sort of thing. And I just thought it was a brilliant episode. Abraham Higginbotham wrote that episode who happens to be a, a gay man, one of the writers on our show. And um, I just love the way they handled that. I thought it was so great because it, as it, they wrote the episode, this whole social media thing, not it wasn't huge or anything, was building that Mitch and Cam need to kiss and... And all this other stuff. And you know, the writers have just always thought that Mitch and Cam's relationship transcends all of that. Like, yeah. um that they are so in love that they are you know, portraying what a real relationship looks like. And sometimes it's bickering, sometimes it's arguing, sometimes it's being petty and catty, sometimes it's all of those things. And I think the statement they're making is a, 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 a gay relationship is no different in any way, shape, or form than any other Relationship to the point that people are, you know, complaining that we don't we don't kiss. And you you just think about it. Ju- the reason julie and Ty kiss so much is because Julie is like the most affectionate person ever, and she's like always trying to kiss you everywhere you go. You're like Julie, seriously, I don't want an open mouth kiss, not right here, not right now, no. Ty- and, y- and she's also a physical hitter. She's always hitting Ty, um, you know. So it, it was there was no uh, issue with it was like no directive from. Any networks or studios to not let Mitch and Cam? It was just a story that our writers wanted to tell. I
1: thought it was nice and understated, and sort of made a statement: the fact that this, in this age and time, doesn't need to be a big deal. Anymore. It it shouldn't yeah, be a big right. deal, and
0: that is the that is the statement. Um, Jesse, you know, going back to the question you asked me about whether I was concerned, it it's true because I I when the when I got Cam, I was worried people were going to be upset that I was straight and playing you know, a gay character. And Jesse is an amazing guy. Um, And he really helped me with that issue and, and really, you know, walked me through a lot of those things. But I just always felt that there's a tried and true process in Hollywood of how actors get parts. And make no mistake, a lot of gay guys auditioned for Cam. Like, for sure. And a lot of straight guys did. And at the end of the day, they picked who they thought was the best actor for the role. And I'm just thankful that it was you know, me well, that they picked.
1: two individual Emmy Awards later, they obviously picked the right guy. <laughs> I mean, you know, it worked thank out you. pretty well for thank all, you, thank parties, you. Thank you. all parties involved. And now, speaking of getting involved, let's get you guys involved with some questions. There's going to be some people going around with microphones. And There's going to be some you know, disappointed we'll people tonight. Direct too. eye contact, people. Direct yes. eye contact.
2: Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? Thank you so much. But, uh, I like you. Oh, I like yeah. you, too. Yeah, thank I you. mean, we just met, but I yeah. can already tell that I then really care I'm a lot shocked. about you. I'm sure you ambi- you are, you are you ambi- so You're ambivalently funny. You're wonderful. You're ambivalently funny. Thank you. You're great. So then, uh, I love your name, too, you know? S- like, Eric? Like, uh, Stone Street. Oh. It sounds like real, really strong. I really can't yeah. take any credit for that. Yeah? <laughs> my, question is, oh. my question is, your gay performance is amazing. I'm amazing. So how did you do that? Did you research gay people or you use your your imagination or I had a lot just Adore, just Adore. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I just went out in West Hollywood and <laughs> had fun with it. Uh, no, you know, I, I I I don't have formal training as an actor, but what I do have is the ability to observe and watch. And make no mistake when I leave here tonight, I'll probably think about you and how I can Use something that you've taught me here tonight. Uh, but that's, that's my acting. And uh, I said earlier that some of my mom is in cam with expressions and gestures and things like that, and the tonal quality of my voice. But, you know, once you build the character, the words really drive the, the character. So, um, you know, hopefully you'll see me in something else and you'll think, like, well, how did you do that? You know, I just want to kind of be, you know, immerse myself in different people. Thank you, though. Thank you. And I am strong. <laughs> Hi. Uh, big fan of your show. I'm from Colombia, so I love Sofia Vergara, too. I'm like, L- that's one of the reasons why I love the show. So please tell her that well, I love her. She's back here. Do you want me to bring her out? <laughs> is it a door ajar? We date in real life. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm announcing it now. Uh, so my
2: question is, uh, when you... Well, the reason why I love the show is because the gay themes are so universal. How do you how do you respond that as an actor? Because I'm a writer myself, so when I'm writing, as I'm, I'm also a minority, hello, the accent, uh, but um, how do you find the
0: universally when you get the script itself? How do you find the, the feelings and the emotions of the characters when it's about love, about PDA, when you're, when you're a straight male and when you're playing a gay character? How do you find those beats for doing the scene so well? Well, because, uh, you know, I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. I, th- I think the goal of our show, because we're certainly not on any sort of platform or a- have any agenda, we want to make people laugh. But I think the one thing as an a- actor, for myself and Jesse and our creators want to show people is that we need to take the word gay out of the sentence of how we describe people. It's not relevant, really. People are people. And so... Thank you. And so we never look at it as, as though we're, we're gay men. And when I went into the audition, gay was the given. You know, when you, when you break down scenes, you think, well, you figure out what are the given circumstances here. And what I know about Cam is he's gay. So I don't need to worry about that. That's already handled. So I don't want to d- deal with that uh, and talk about it because you're going to know it once you see the show. So really, it's just about you know how do you play this part, this moment, this scene, this second as a human being, and take you know sort of being gay out of it. And I love Jesse. I mean, when I'm looking across and see Jesse, it's easy to get into those moments because I love him as a as a person. Thanks for your question.
2: So I follow you on Instagram, and I was just wondering. Oh, you're welcome. It's great. Instagram I was just wondering what is your obsession with that Drake song? I love it I think it's hilarious, but I just I had to ask
0: did everybody hear that my Drake thing Well that really just started out on Instagram if you follow me. I'm gonna get some new followers tonight (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you follow me on Instagram, it's uh, I do these little things just mundane activities with with the backdrop of this song from Drake by Drake and when I heard the song I thought like, wow, that's a really good song. And then, like, so many songs, were, they're just shoved down our throat. And it's like we have no choice but to uh, all of a sudden be singing these lyrics to this song. And I, that was my statement on it. It was like, this song is going to be the, 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 the backdrop of every freaking thing I do in life. And then it turns out I really, really like the song. So I just uh, just, that's why I do it. Is is that disappointing? All right.
1: You had some bizarre encounters with your Christmas tree, too, I noticed. Yeah, I had a breakup
0: relationship with my Christmas tree. That's on Vine. If you follow me on Vine! I'm very interested in social media.
1: Good stuff. All right, thank you very much. Hi, Eric. Thanks for being
0: here. Um, Hey, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you die? His mom's a guy.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm an actor here in New York, and I find that one of the hardest things is networking, so as you kind of progressed in, on your path in the industry, what advice do you have about networking? Do you have thoughts on that, and how did you do it?
0: You mean meet people?
1: Yeah, you like mean meeting like, people and, you Like know. casting directors exactly. and agents and exactly. things like that? Yeah.
0: You know, it's difficult. I mean, I wish I could just tell you that there's like an answer to do it, but the thing is you have to surround yourself with, with talented people. You have to be in circles of people that are more talented than you. Or as talented as you, and do things with them shows. Because inevitably, what happens is, I was the way I got my first agent in, in L.A. was because I was doing improv, and I was with a group of people that were better than I was. And those people that are better than me have better representation than me. In this case, any representation. I didn't have an agent, so when their agents came to see the show, I didn't know they were coming that night. But what happened is, is they came to see the show and saw me on stage, and you know, said. We'd like, you know, like to represent you, and so I think it's important to like figure out who you're surrounding yourself with. You know, mm-hmm. my first piece of advice for all actors is identify toxic people and get them out of your get them out of your life because you have to have people in your life that are happy for you yeah. all the time. Yeah. You can't have a- actor friends that are jealous of you in any way, shape, or form. You have to have people that are doing the same thing and shooting for the same goals and are as happy for you as you are for them. And um, inevitably, you're going to meet those people. And I, and I think it's really key. Never send a Christmas card with your headshot. Like, you, can, you can boil this down and extrapolate from this how you will. But my point is, if you're going to send a Christmas card, it's a Christmas card. It's a Hanukkah card. It's a holiday card. It's not both. And if you're going to send a headshot, it's a headshot. It's business. Don't mix those two because agents and managers and casting directors see through the douchebaggery and you don't ever want to be that person. You want to be solid, you want to be a solid individual, and, and just um, you know surround yourself with people that are like minded and do shows, take classes, and you'll inevitably, you know inevitably meet people. And then hopefully it'll work out. How long have you been here? Um about
1: nine years. I nine went to years. school here though, so yeah. that's that was part of it. But yeah.
0: Well, if you believe in yourself, if you if you truly believe that you have the talent to do this. Keep, keep doing it because I'm, I'm proof that it can happen uh, but the moment you have any wavering thoughts on whether you're cut out for this untether yourself from it and find something that makes you really happy because if this doesn't make you happy oh it does okay then keep doing it <laughs> Then keep doing it yeah. and you'll, you'll, you'll meet the right people mm-hmm. but just don't be, don't be a turd when you meet people that are yeah. n- n- no douchebag you, you know me. what I mean yeah no, like, I get it
1: I get it yeah, yeah absolutely
0: because that turns people off quick it does I, I don't feel that way about you personally. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just for anybody.
2: Hey, how are you? Pretty good. Um. So uh, I just wanted to say that you have tons of fans in Lebanon. I'm am f- from Lebanon. Uh, I've never been. I know. <laughs> it's not a good place to go to now. Anyway. Really? <laughs> well, there are explosions. Anyway, oh yeah, that's, I don't let's like Let's explosions. not get into that. <laughs> not
0: into explosions. Um.
2: My question is about uh, your experience in American Horror Story. Uh-huh. Um, how was it, you know, acting uh, in that small part you had? Yeah. Because I thought, like, your, your uh, role was really interesting. So I oh, was just wondering. Oh, thank you.
0: That's nice. That came about because when I was doing the pilot of Modern Family, I did an episode of Nip Tuck with uh, Ryan Murphy and literally Tate Donovan was directing that episode and I just saw him last weekend and he reminded me, uh, remember that time when you did uh, Nip Tuck and you said you had to get out early because you went to, had to go to some table read? How'd that table read ever work out for you? Which was the table read of Modern Family the first, the first time we all got together. But the reason I was on American Horror is because I had done Nip Tuck and Ryan Murphy um, thought I was you know good and wanted to find something for me for American Horror and uh, went and did that, but that was great. That was a really fun thing to do because I'd been working just on Modern Family at that point for I think three years, two years maybe. So it was that was my life and it was really nice to go back to do sort of a drama, dr- dramatic show, um, which had sort of been how I'd cut my teeth up until Modern Family, it was nice to go be a guest in somebody else's house, which was really fun. But I loved it, thanks, and I tried to do an episode last year, they, they asked me to do something, but just timing didn't work out, and hopefully I'll do something next, next year. I love that show, though. Hi, Eric. Hi.
2: <laughs> um, I was wondering if when you meet people, they're super shocked that you're not gay, if you've had any interesting encounters with new people and they're just shocked. And um, if you take that as a compliment,
0: I absolutely do take it as a compliment, and I I do have people. I I wouldn't say it's as much shock as it is disappointment, and I it, it is true, and I'm I'm okay with it uh, because my demeanor, you know, while I'm an excitable, likable, you know, fun, affable guy, I'm not Cam, and I have the brilliant writers of Modern Family to thank for you know giving me these wonderful scenes that I get to play. Uh, and I could never live up to that, but when I meet people on the street, uh typically they always ask not always, but a lot of questions I answer are is is this are you okay? Are you sick like no, I'm not sick, I'm just me, you know like uh, because they expect sort of this exuberant character. And I, you know, that's not how I walk around in life. Like, I'm, I'm excitable. I love being here and, you know, engaged. But when I'm walking down the street, I'm not like, doop doo 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 You know, this guy. And um, it really works out when, like, I have to, like, go. Like, because, believe it or not, when you see an actor, like, someplace, Sometimes we have to be someplace else and people will be like, can I get a picture? And I'm like, I'm so sorry, I have to go. And it's not about like that picture. It's about if I stop, then, then that's going to be five more minutes. And I don't like to say no to one person, let alone 25 people. Um, and that really shocks people because the moment I even remotely get prison guardy on them, <laughs> then they're like, whoa, Jesus, man, okay. So that's sort of one, how I sort of shock people sometimes.
2: Where? Hi, over here. Oh. Hello, hi. Big fan. Very Thank you. Very excited to see you. Um, so I was wondering, of your co-stars on Modern Family...
0: Don't care for any of them.
2: <laughs> okay, then I don't have a question. Okay. <laughs> um, I was wondering, who of your co-stars do you think is most like the character they play, and who is least?
0: Well, I think if you ask any of my co-stars, they would say I'm least like my character. I can say that because I've heard them all say that in different interviews. Um, most like their character... Ah oh, boy that's tough because you know Ed O'Neill you know you've seen Al Bundy he's not Al Bundy and he's not Jay Pritchett but yet every once in a while you'll see things um Julie Bowen doesn't like to admit she's a lot like Claire but she's kind of like Claire um not probably as um, type A and rigid uh but she's definitely you know got it uh Ty I think has admitted before that you know he's got a lot of Phil Dunphy in him. Jesse, you know, the interesting thing between Jesse and I is Jesse's way more breezy and easygoing than I am. And I'm way more uptight and sort of, you know, sometimes rigid than, so we kind of are the opposites with each other. But, um, you know, and Nolan, he's real smart and he plays a dummy with Luke. Um, it's a tough one because None of us are exactly like, and none of us are crazy, far, far away. cause I don't think you would really believe the characters as as much as I hope you do if we don't didn't draw on our own. I mean, I think any every good performance definitely looks within, you know
2: Hi. You take- It was me. Um, I really, I'm an actor as well, and I really appreciated the advice that you gave earlier. And I've always wondered what it's like to go from being a working actor, paying your dues, to kind of like being an overnight celebrity. Yeah. And like, it must be really great for you know, you don't have to worry about bills and your career. But was there anything that you know, like, was there like a feeling of loss or, like, or was it just awesome all over? Well,
0: you know, listen. I have no complaints in the world and if you I've told many many people if you hear me complaining about anything honestly just put a bullet in my head because in in the in the real world I don't have any complaints. Having said that everything's relative. Life is complex. Doesn't mean all of a sudden my life doesn't have complexity in it and I don't have issues with friends or girlfriends or family or whatever it is. That doesn't change. Uh, but there is a sense of you know feeling a little confident in what you said, in finances or in job. I mean, Modern Family was the first job I ever had in 13 years that lasted more than eight days. I did a commercial campaign for Comcast years ago that was an eight-day shoot. That was the longest job I had in like 13 or 14 years, 12 or 13 years. So job security means so, so much. Um, but you know, fame, you know, or whatever that is. That I don't wake up and think I'm famous. You know, that doesn't. That doesn't. I don't think that. Fame is applied to me when I go out into the world and people are like, "Cam, yeah, hey, hey." You know, so I, that never really, you know, came into mind. But the first day I knew my life was different, uh, I was with my friend Barrett, who's sitting right in the front row, and we went to uh, Katsuya, it's a sushi restaurant in Studio City, California. Been there hundreds of times, probably not hundreds, sixty maybe hundreds. Uh, Walked in, walked out my whole life. And then one day went to Katsuya and it took us five, ten minutes to get out of just saying hi to people. And I thought like, okay, that's, um, that's a new, that's a new thing. But um, it's, it's great. I mean, I, I don't People are nice. Somebody today said you must get tired of people coming up to you all the time, and I said, "Well, nobody's coming up to me calling me an asshole." So, you know, like at least they're coming up and saying, "Good job! I really like you." It'd be different if they were. I can't imagine what it's like when you play a really bad guy and get really well known to being a bad guy when people just like don't like you. But people are really nice, and um, you know, stick to it and do do what you do. Um, How long have you been an actress? Yeah. Oh, from where? Oh, that's where I started. Yeah, I started there, went there for two years, and moved to L.A., but keep it up. Okay, the girl there in the scarf, you had your hand up. There
1: There we go.
2: Um, I know that you grew up in the South, in Kansas, and... it's not
0: the South. Take away her microphone. (laughs) You blew it. Get back in school!
2: (laughs) Um that's funny cuz my weak subject is math. But <laughs> um you because growing up in Kansas, you have you might have a connection with Cam because he grew up on a farm. Do you feel a connection anyway to that like him cuz you said you're the least like him. But you you were like a ranger on the farm because you were like sweet. Yeah, yeah. You gather up does that have any connection? To you personally, like, being, wanting to work in, like, a jail, and precinct or whatever. Gotcha.
0: Uh, well, yes, I'm from Kansas. Cam is from Missouri. And the reason that happened was because when they were deciding where they wanted Cam to be from, I knew I did not want him to be from Kansas because I knew Kansas would be made fun of at some point. So I wanted to make him from Missouri, so we would be making him fun of Missouri and not my home state of Kansas. Um, And I did have pigs and cows growing up, and that was one of the things that the writers came to all of us, me uh, included, and asked some of our personal history and where we're from and things like that. And it was really interesting to make Cam from a farm and played football, like, you know, I played football in high school and stuff, and a drummer, things like that. And they wanted to create, you know, help me and me help them create this diverse character that wasn't just a stereotypical or what is thought to be a stereotypical, you know, gay man. So that's where the farm stuff came from. It just really sort of made him more relatable. But yeah, in those aspects, I am sort of like Cam. I think the main, difference is, is that Cam's gay and that, that I'm not, but um, you'll learn about that in ninth grade.
2: <laughs> um, you said that you're, the main difference between you is being gay, but as you said, you guys are just gay people are people, and you're a person, and he's a person. I don't see the difference in that, besides like loving, same sex.
0: I really liked you at the beginning. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to sit here and describe sexuality to yeah. you in this moment. Uh, that's that's not happening. Um, it's a whole different show. Yeah. But you, you are 100% correct uh, that, that, that people are people. But in this domicile, in this family unit, it happens to be two uh, gay men. And I don't happen to be that. And I don't happen to have um, some of the same characteristics as... As Cam has. That's, that's what I mean by that. But you're, you're 100% right. And you're the future, which is good for everybody.
1: <laughs> guys, I wanna thank you guys for coming. Obviously, I wanna thank Eric Stone Street for being here tonight. Thank, thank you, you guys. guys.